Hello, and welcome to the Wild Wonder Podcast, where we seek to demystify and democratize holistic wellness practices by speaking with today's leading practitioners. I'm your host, Kristen Yorka, and joining me today is Susan Padron. Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, very good. It's so nice to see you. First of all, this is a totally selfish podcast that I'm doing because I need the style help. <laughs> but I'm sure if I need it, plenty of people do too because we've been mostly trapped inside for a year. So I'm sure a lot of us, not just myself, are wondering who am I right now and what does this person wear? Are you hearing that on your end? Oh my gosh, 100%. And I mean, you really just hit it like nail on the head with, you know, people just not even knowing who they are anymore because everyone has been through so much. Obviously, it's like a big spectrum of what everyone has gone through over the last year or more than a year now. And your identity has changed. And because your identity has changed so much, your style does too. And I think a lot of people don't always recognize that or they're not able to recognize it right away because they are just left with looking at their closet and saying, you know, none of this feels right. Like, I don't want to wear any of this, but then they don't know why that is. Right. And it really is like a, a big disconnect that occurs between their own personal identity and their personal style. Right. I've had so many. Well, now that we're getting back outside, right? For a lot of us, we're now just entering the world again. I keep getting up and looking at my closet. And I'm like, what? Like, none of this works for me anymore. What have, what have I been wearing? What do I wear? And then the other challenge is I'm like, okay, I'm going to make the effort and go out and get something. And then I spend an hour or two hours or sometimes online hours just trying to find something and I'll find maybe two or three things and I'll end up returning them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that's, that's a big struggle that I see with a lot of my clients too. And again, like I think for a lot of us, some of our bodies might've changed during this time too. And that's another struggle. Like, so it's multifaceted in, in a lot of ways where, you know, your identity has changed, your body's changed your lifestyle has changed too, right? Because even though we are starting to venture out into the world again now, Mm. it's still different than it was, you know, the last spring, you know, spring of 2019, when we were going out and doing all of the things. So it's just a lot, a lot of changes that have occurred and that create a lot of dissonance between what we need, what we want, what we like, and what we have. Right. The only feeling I can compare this to is um, having a child. Yes. So that period of like, okay, you were pregnant for almost a year mm-hmm. and now it's out. Now your body's different. Your schedule is different. Your whole life is different. Who you are has completely changed. And now you're like, okay, well, what, what does this person mean? Yeah, that's a really a, a great comparison. Probably one of the best that I've heard too, because you're right. <laughs> it's a lot of the same factors that have come into play here that really just um, create those issues. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like you're like you said, you know, your life changed, your body changed, your everything is is different. Like when you become a new mom, and when you're coming out of a global pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of the same kind of stress. <laughs> yeah, a little like, <laughs> I think putting that into words and actually like hearing that now, I'm like, oh, oh man, like, oh my goodness, that's a, that's a strong statement. <laughs> I think it's just another one of those moments where like all of us that are moms need to give ourselves like a little oh, bit more credit. Um, <laughs> how were we even getting dressed this last year? How did we even like take a bath? No less. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. But, but like, what, what, sorry, what I read from your bio was you had a similar epiphany during, you know, when you became a mom, right? That's when kind of a lot of us did, myself included, uprooted your life and decided like this life that was no longer works for me. Yeah, absolutely. So I was a middle school band director, so middle school music teacher um, for six, no, yeah five and a half years before or five years before my son was born. 
And then I took a year off to be with my son. Mm -hmm. And then when I went back to work, I had that epiphany that you're referring to where I was like, no, this is not working for me. Mm -hmm. This is not where my priorities are. I can't do this anymore. And I, my anxiety, all of those inner like emotions and Mm -hmm. shadow work that I had been kind of like pushing to the side, like it's fine, everything's fine. Um, just all came to the surface and I couldn't contain it anymore. It was the worst um, that my anxiety had ever been. I was having uh, like pan anxiety attacks like constantly. Mm-hmm. And um, I started running because I was like, well, healthy people exercise. <laughs> exercise is good for your mental health. And um, what it became was, if I didn't run every day, then mm-hmm. it was like I guaranteed anxiety attack. And it was all surrounding that mm-hmm. um, that just need for change with myself. Like I was running, a, trying to run away from my life. Mm-hmm. And um, it wasn't until I really like sat with myself and said, okay, I need to do this. For, I need to do something else like mm-hmm. for myself for to be a better me to be a better wife to be a better mom you know this little guy like I I need to make some major changes and that definitely involves changing my career and you know at the time I was in my early 30s like my husband had just lost his job um, which was another reason why I had to go back to work you know I had uh, a one-year-old at home and to have that realization to say like, okay, got to change, completely change careers. <laughs> but, you know, it was something that I knew. I knew so deep down the universe, my spirit guides, like my intuition, everything was like, she's getting it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and thankfully, like, styling people uh, has always been something that I've absolutely loved. Mm-hmm. Um, always been part of my life in so many ways. Like when I was old enough to go to the mall with my friends, I would get more excited about picking things out for them than picking uh, things out for myself. <laughs> and so that's something that I've always done for the people in my life. And when I was still teaching, I remember one of my friends was telling me, um, you know, she was getting one of those like clothing subscription services at the time. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, I like what you pick out for me more than what I get in my monthly box. Like you should work for one of those companies. And um, I'm stubborn and um, <laughs> driven. And I was like, mm, working for somebody else just doesn't feel good. But personal styling and doing that on my own sounds amazing so that was like my light bulb moment where i just dove in and i really go from band teacher (laughs) stylist (laughs) i started researching a lot of online certification programs you know something that i could do while i was still teaching full-time still had a little guy and you know still mom to a toddler at the time and um, so I needed to do something or be able to do something simultaneously. Mm-hmm. So I started taking online courses. I reached out to and found a mentor who is um, a personal stylist in New York who um, teaches at FIT while also runs her own business. And, um, and doing all of those things together really mm-hmm. helped me to launch my business. And I just dove in so in essence you really like discovered well rediscovered your passion and then just looked for anything having to do with that passion I mean to put it really like simply you just yeah in on this one thing that you really wanted exactly I and what I did is I really channeled any anytime I have like a bad day at work or I was frustrated about something at work, like when I was teaching, mm-hmm. I made a point to instead of like harping on that and being focused on mm-hmm. how miserable I was, I was like, okay, I'm gonna take that and I'm gonna direct it towards doing something to grow my personal styling business. Mm-hmm. And whether it was a social media post, a blog post, reaching out to cl- potential clients, whatever it was, I was like, I'm going to take that energy, mm-hmm. I'm going to transmute it, 
and I'm going to put it towards what I really want. Um, and that I think was the biggest help in really being able to leave teaching and pursue personal styling full time. Um, cause I was able to just from the time that I started my business, um, it took about a year and a half to be able to leave teaching and just go at it full time. Not a whole lot of time either. <laughs> Part of it was I got no point where I was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't go back. Like I, <laughs> I need to give my notice. Um, and I really, at the time I just needed the okay from my husband, not because I needed his permission, but because mm-hmm. we're a team, we're very much a, a partnership, um, very equal. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make sure that, um, because it, it kind of, it, it was a, a decision that was very important to me, mm-hmm. but I also wanted to make sure that I wasn't just doing this for me or he didn't view it that way. I wanted him to be part of the decision making. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I was like, I need to do this, <laughs> I, but I also need you to say that it's okay. Right. Um, and I need to give my notice at work before July 1st. <laughs> and it was like the end of June. So I was like, okay, clock's <laughs> ticking. We got to do this now. Thanks. <laughs> and then, um, my husband was like, all right, yeah, go for it. So I gave my notice and it was so freeing and wonderful. And, um, you know, the entrepreneurial journey has been challenging, but (laughs) (laughs) a lot of like the spiritual elements brought into that has been a huge element of support too, in a lot of ways. Um, so yeah. (laughs) It's like, it's there. I always view if there's two kinds of people in the world, right? Those that are driven by what they don't want to do and those that are driven by what they do want to do. And it sounds like from your story that you're driven from a sense of desire. Yes. Versus a sense of like, you know, doom, like what can happen if. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, because I've battled a lot with anxiety and depression mm-hmm. over the years, um, I have done a lot of work to, be aware of that and be very conscious of my outlook, whether it's on day to day things or, you know, big picture things. And really, um, it was when I became pregnant with my son that I started to really make that mental shift and that mindset shift because mm-hmm. I was, you know, I was pregnant. I was growing this tiny human and I was aware that even my emotional state could impact him, you know, like for any, pregnant person. Like that's just how it goes. So it was, I think part of that journey with like Mm -hmm. being pregnant allowed me to shift my mindset and then created a really beautiful foundation for how I could then do things more just for myself Mm -hmm. and my business. And, um, you know, it's something that I constantly still work on, but it definitely started then I think. What are the tools that you leaned on then versus the tools that you lean on now? Uh, well, so back then, um, you know, spirituality and my connection to spirituality has definitely evolved, mm-hmm. um, where it was very present during my childhood. Mm-hmm. And then I think like a lot of spiritual individuals, um, I got scared by a lot of my gifts and I like shut it down. Like, nope. Don't like this, not comfortable with it, done. Um, you know, just coming from that fear space. Mm-hmm. And so when I was pregnant with my son, it was more just like just being conscious of how I looked at things, how I processed my emotions. Um, you know, when certain situations would come up, like thinking about how I could, uh, I could process it. Like, of course, if something, you know, if I got angry or frustrated or whatever it was like acknowledging the emotion, but then not letting it absorb into my body, not letting it stay right. Like mm-hmm. witnessing it, acknowledging it, seeing where it's coming from, but then saying, okay, like, here's what we're going to do about it. Right. Here's what's within my control. Here's what's not. What's not within my control, I need to release. And what is within my control, I need to figure out what I want to do about it. So that was a big part of it. And that's something that I still utilize now quite a bit. But now, now that I have become much more in touch with my 
spirituality with with my spiritual gifts um, mm-hmm. through a lot of incredible spiritual mentors. Um, you know, I am much more aware of the the messages that I receive from my my spiritual team, right? Like my mm-hmm. guide, my um, the universe, whatever my um, like the different totem animals that I mm-hmm. have connections to and looking for the messages that are there and the best messages that I'm supposed to receive. Um, and I'm more aware too of like cleansing my energetic body, um, utilizing different smudging tools or taking baths with a variety of like um, different types of salts to just, again, like, cleanse. Um, and when I feel like something's beyond my control, seeking out other people to help me with it. So whether mm-hmm. it's acupuncture, Reiki, or other types of energy work, um, you know, to just help get some of that stuck energy to move on its way. <laughs> yeah, assistance now and then. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to be able to acknowledge like when you need that assistance, right. when it's like beyond your, your abilities mm-hmm. or just when you just need to sit, ask for help because you're fried or you're just, you know, beyond (laughs) yourself. I think it's so difficult for some of us and a lot of us women to be able to like, be like, okay, I can't handle this. And I would like to be in the position to receive now. Yes, definitely. And, um, I know when I first started styling, you know, (laughs) touching clothes and being with people, you know, it's that constant energetic exchange. Mm -hmm. And for a while, I didn't realize that. And I was completely unaware of every bit of energy (laughs) that I was taking on from other people. And, um, it wasn't until, you know, I started working with different spiritual mentors they were like, so what do you do to, you know, like release that and to cleanse it? It's like, what, what do you mean? <laughs> and they were like, you're, you're touching like their clothes. They're, sh- they're sharing so much like their emotions are being so vulnerable with you. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you releasing that? And I was like, uh, um, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> And they were like, oh, no. They're like, are you getting headaches? And I was like, uh-huh. They're like, like the back of your neck. And I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> so all of these things where it's like, check, check, wow. check. And um, so then I, I learned all of these different tools and skills with creating energetic boundaries mm-hmm. to just and also um, energetic releasing too, so that I wasn't similar to what I was talking about earlier about Mm -hmm. witnessing the emotions that were coming up for me when I was dealing with some of those hard situations and then letting them go. I've had to do the same thing from an energetic perspective with the clients that I work with, you know, holding space for them, allowing them to share their most vulnerable selves with me on so many levels. And then also at the end of our sessions together, being able to release it and, um, you know, and then of course, helping them to transmute that along the way, but not continuing to just let it become part of me and then turning into some kind of um, physical ailment or emotional. (laughs) Can you walk us through maybe one of the exercises you do for yourself to kind of transmute or expel this energy? Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's actually really simple. Mm -hmm. After almost after every single client that I see in person, um, whether it's uh, a closet session that we do together or an at-home shopping session that we do, whenever I see clients in person, I always make sure at the conclusion of it, like after I leave, um, I'll stop somewhere and I'll go to the restroom to wash my hands. And while I'm washing my hands, obviously it's, you know, like I'm touching like a lot of clothes. So there's like the, the germ factor, whatever. Right. That's not really about it. It's more like washing my hands and setting the intention of releasing any emotions or any energy that is not mine, as well as releasing whatever I need to and setting the intention of, you know, cleansing my hands as like cleansing my entire body and then having the water washing it all 
down the drain, releasing it back into the universe. So, so simple. It sounds so important because I mean, there's so many situations that we just drift from, from one space into another, whether we're working or with, with friends or family. Yeah. And we just carry it with us all day long. Exactly. And, um, it's something too that also just helps me to kind of like close that mm-hmm. chapter of the day, right? Like closing that time with that client and then being able to open it back up when we have our next session together. But it just, it's all about like setting the intentions while mm-hmm. creating energetic boundaries and all of those pieces that work really well together that, um, allow me to do what I do while also helping to not only just take care of my clients, but take care of myself as well. Right. And then you really create a container for them and for you and for the experience, um, which ritualizes the whole thing and much more powerful. So I want to talk about, you describe your work as an intuitive stylist. Um, And I would like for you to describe what um, intuitive styling means. Yeah, absolutely. So in, I include the term intuitive stylist because I find that it's so important for my clients that work with me to know that it's, you know, it's anything that they're sharing with me or anything that they're not directly verbalizing to share with me mm-hmm. is out there, right? Like it's all things that I'm picking up on that, um, you know, whether it's their guides or the universe or my guides, they're all working together to be able to pull information so that I can help my clients become the best version of themselves and to help them rediscover who they are on this beautiful journey that they're on. Because they reached out to me for a reason. And usually they're at some point in their lives where they're going through a bit of transformation and to have someone who's intuitive allows them to do that in and transform in a really safe way mm-hmm. um, where I'm guided to ask them questions that allow them to share or allow them to start thinking about um, different ideas or different um, aspects of themselves that they haven't been able to do on their own but that help them to discover who they are now and also to honor who they were Mm -hmm. and hold space for that person, but then and figure out what elements of their past are continuing to be there to support who they are now in their journey and what parts of themselves that they need to release and kind of detach themselves from and let go so that they can continue to grow and become expansive and just, you know, fly on their journey. Right, so, it's not the idea of like throwing out the baby with the bathwater, right? We're not like, oh, new year. New me. No, <laughs> no, it's really not. It's, um, you know, I know that a lot of us probably have seen different makeover shows where mm-hmm. the, the hosts will throw away everything in their closet. Like, this is all garbage. Like, you can't throw <laughs> me any of this. So the poor person is left completely traumatized by the fact that all of their clothes and everything they associated with themselves has just been removed from their lives, right? They're basically told, like, the way you are in this moment is not okay. Mm-hmm. And you need to become a different person. And that's not, that's not what I'm about, you know? Because right. <laughs> it's not fair. Mm-hmm. No. How can anyone be expected to make positive changes for themselves that can last long term when someone does something like that? Because so, it then feel like a costume, you know, somebody gave me right. this new look to put on. Exactly. And that's something else that I, I try to avoid with my clients as well. It's very much a, a partnership where I'm there to guide them, to help them learn how they want to express themselves. You know, I I can't stand any of the dress for your body type, you know, or, um, you know, traditional styling tips like right. that because, you know, and what's taken me, you know, time to learn too is that 
just because someone has a specific body type or so just because you think someone has a great part of their body does not mean that they feel that way about themselves. Right. And so it's so important for me to be able to listen to my clients and to really pay attention to what they love about themselves and help them discover what they love about themselves so that you can help them highlight that. Right. And rather than focusing on, oh, well, I hate this part of my body. So I really want to make sure that we hide that part. Mm. Like, mm -mm, we don't do that. <laughs> I don't, I have a zero tolerance policy for my clients talking negatively about themselves or their bodies. I'm like, no, no. And I make them reframe it right then and there in that moment. And that's part of the healing too, Absolutely. because a lot of what I do <laughs> with my clients on a lot of different ways is a lot of healing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, healing of trauma, of, um, you know, all of these different views that they've had of themselves, limiting beliefs mm -hmm. that they have created for themselves of, you know, what they don't feel like they're capable of achieving or doing or wearing. Right. And I'm there as their, like, personal stylist, spiritual cheerleader, just being like, no, you want to wear that? We're going to wear that. Right. Like, we're doing it like now yeah no, like no excuses if this is what you want we're doing it and I remember there's so many cultural messages too to what especially women should and should not wear especially as women grow older like I remember being 25 and a friend saying oh we're 25 now we can't wear crop tops I was like you can't wear crop tops when you're 25 <laughs> is that a thing <laughs> no it's not a thing because I am 35 and I love a crop top <laughs> like and uh, I, yeah, I have clients who are older than I am, who I will style in crop tops because, you know, if that's how they feel good about themselves and if that's what they want to rock, like you better believe I'm going to help them put a fabulous outfit together where they feel incredible in it. And um, so, yeah, that's a lot of what I, a lot of what I do is um, unconventional in terms of what I think most people have as preconceived notions about personal stylists. Um, it's not so much of what you should do or should wear or shouldn't wear. It's more about discovery of the self, figuring out what really lights you up inside so that you can present yourself as the most incredible version of who you are. So you yeah. can like tackle the rest of your life right? Because once you feel confident, once you feel good, everything else just becomes so much easier. <laughs> A good outfit can change everything. And I know some people will argue that styling isn't spiritual, but I beg to differ because it could change how you feel about yourself, how you walk through the world, how you're able to interact with others. Um, it does a lot for a person. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think too, I've noticed with myself, especially that certain colors that I gravitate towards on a given day, um, if I kind of reconnect more with myself and my chakras, I'll notice that there are certain chakras that need a little bit more attention that day. And like, surprise, surprise, it's also being reflected in the color that I chose or like where I'm feeling really connected to is like being brought out within color that I'm wearing. Um, you know, I'm sharing a lot from my, my heart space, you know, right. with this podcast. So like, hmm, I mean, green, like, <laughs> how funny does that should work out that way? Um, and then would yeah. you agree also that we can use color to engage or uplift some of these areas or chakras where we may be in balance? Definitely. Because it's kind of like a little um, subtle reminder for yourself throughout the day, right? Like I remember um, when I got out of an energy session once uh, or like at the conclusion of it, I was having a lot of difficulty with my solar plexus during that energy session. Mm -hmm. And so I remember the practitioner that I saw um, suggested that I spend the rest of my day seeking out and looking for anything yellow. And whenever I saw something yellow, she really wanted me to take like a good deep 
belly breath to open up and like loosen the tension in my solar plexus to then help rebalance everything that was there. And I think that by choosing colors to wear in a very similar way, mm-hmm. you know, you can do that for yourself. Or objects. I always think of like certain clothing or especially jewelry for me. Mm-hmm. I hold them as talismans. Like yes. my, you know, my ring from Bologna, which I love my grandmother's bracelet. Like they always have to have real meaning for me throughout the day, something I want to embody or something I want to be more of throughout the day. Yes, absolutely. A lot of the jewelry that I wear um, have crystals in them. And I've noticed that when I need, when I'm going into a day where I need to feel more grounded, you know, like I have these hoops that have red Jasper (laughs) attached to them. And I'm like, okay, what I need, or when I need to feel a little bit more gentle with myself or gentle with the people I'm going to be encountering, then my rose quartz pieces tend to be calling to me a little bit more. So yeah, I think even if you don't have a lot of crystal pieces, just being aware of what clothes and accessories are kind of calling to you mm-hmm. in that way when you're thinking about getting dressed. It's usually doing that for a reason. Like somebody on your spirit team is saying like, hey, you need this today. Yeah. And it's okay to listen to that. And because it's definitely happening for a reason, happening for a specific purpose. It's definitely up- uplifted my mood through this pandemic. I think in the beginning, a lot of us were like, okay, now I don't have to get dressed anymore. Now I'm just going to sit around in my shorts. And <laughs> But I realized halfway through, I was like, no, I want to wear, some days I would wear a long dress, a long floral dress. I was like, I want to be in this like romantic mood today. And this can help because I'm not leaving this 1,000 square feet. Yeah, exactly. It really does make a difference. Um, I know that when I've experienced times where I'm not feeling really great emotionally, that like you just described, putting together um, an outfit that uplifts my spirits a little bit definitely helps me to feel less stuck in that funk. Um, you know, I think that it's it can be tricky because you don't want to go too extreme. You don't want to like put on a super fancy dress and be like, everything's fine. <laughs> like, look how great I am. When you're like, oh, I'm going to fall apart. Like, it's going to fall apart. I'm going to fall apart. Because there's too much of, uh, of a disconnect, of like a major mm-hmm. contrast. But finding that balance where it's a little bit closer to how you're feeling, mm-hmm. just like, a little bit happier you're like okay yeah I went like up a notch in my mood and that's important I actually discovered your work um because my friend and astrologer Amber Astronauta did your challenge and she was yeah. so enjoying it and she's like you wouldn't even believe it like I, it seems silly but we're getting dressed up for each other and it does shift my entire day yes oh I love Amber and I I loved all of her outfits I was actually like when the challenge was over because she just I mean she incorporated so much joy and her real personality into each day and I always looked forward to it every morning it's like I can't wait for Amber to tag me (laughs) um but yeah I mean that's what it's about like that was such a big um big point of the challenge that I was providing for these women is just giving them these different style prompts to help them kind of just think about different ways that they can express themselves. And, you know, we did one day where it was um, a quiet expression of yourself versus a loud expression of yourself and the difference between the two. Mm. So a quiet expression is just pulling in like a subtle detail or something that is still connecting to you, Mm. but isn't like hey i'm susan i'm here like check me out like (laughs) it's like hey i'm susan i'm gonna be drinking my coffee over there like getting some work but the reason that it's important to have those to know how to bring in that quiet expression is for those days where you don't want to get dressed you're just like oh i want to wear comfy clothes i don't want to talk to people (laughs) like but (laughs) if you can have something that still is that little connection to your sense Mm -hmm. of self, it helps you to maintain your identity and your connection to who you are, Mm -hmm. even on those low days. So then when you go for your days where you're feeling great and it's like a loud expression of yourself, 
then those are the days that you're going to be like pulling in your people, like the people that you love mm-hmm. that you don't even know yet are going to be coming up to you and connecting with you just because of what you're wearing. And it's going to be a much more genuine connection because there are all these elements mm-hmm. of yourself that you're representing. It's yeah. so cool. But I imagine that's also difficult for some women, especially because I remember when I was starting out as a private yoga teacher, women would come to me and say, I'd be like, okay, well, why are you here? What is it we're trying to do together? And I'd be like, I don't know. And I'd be like, mm-hmm. okay. Um, like, and I would be like trying to pull out maybe some information about who they are or at least who they aspire to be and and there was just this lost connection where they, they really didn't know. So I imagine a lot of your work revolves around getting women to connect with who they are. Exactly. Absolutely. And um, I, whenever I have that first connection with a new client, you know, we mm-hmm. have our first phone call. Um, I always get them talking about themselves. I'm like, tell me about you. Like, tell me about you. And for a lot of people, that's a really daunting task they're like uh like what do you want to know i'm like everything whatever you want to tell me and i just hold space for them and for some people they're like um i and they'll tell me like their whole life stories some people will tell me like you know a very small portion like they it's so cool to see what comes up and it's all helpful for me and um it gives me so much insight into how we're going to create the path to finding their style and then when we go through their closet together um during our first session that is really where so much of their identity comes out because they'll just naturally talk about their clothes they'll talk about the pieces that they love the pieces that they hate and I'm like, okay, tell me why, you know, whether it's a piece that you love or a piece that you hate, I want to hear why. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the pieces that they hate, it's like, I hate this because, uh, you know, I, it reminds me of my ex and I wore this during, like, you know, whatever mm-hmm. that comes up. And it's like, okay, so that is, there's negative energy attached to that because of the negative memory association. Mm-hmm. We need to release that. But then we need to dive a little bit deeper into like the actual clothing item itself. It's like, okay, well, do you just hate this because of the memories and the energy? Mm -hmm. Or do you hate the style of it too? Or like the same thing with pieces that they love. Is it a memory? Is it an energy? Is it a feeling that they get when they wear it? Mm -hmm. Or is it, you know, the the color, the texture, the fabric, like breaking all that down. And um, I kind of have this like, I don't know how to describe it. It's like an epic flow chart, I guess, that goes on in my brain <laughs> of like questions and then directions and then um, kind of goes from there. But yeah. So can, can we do a little exercise before we go? So I'll be selfish again. Like, let's say I am your client and I'm meeting you for the first time. We won't go ahead into my whole background, um, but if we could do like an abridged version of how you would lead me through the, the initial steps of the process. Yeah. So, okay. So you want to know more just about like how, how we work together? Yeah. Or... Okay. yeah and a quick example of like maybe some questions you would ask me to get to know what my style is when I don't even know what my style is. Yeah. Okay. Well, then um, I would love to know actually why you chose to wear what you're wearing today. You know, we're going to be, we're on video, we're recording an episode of, of your podcast and also for YouTube. So what made you choose that outfit today? Well, I would be a liar if I said I wasn't trying to wear something put together <laughs> for you. Um, yeah. So that was one um, it was also a dress I recently got that I really loved because I loved the feel and I love black. Um, it also, um, it reminds me of clothes I usually wear if I'm like in Spain or Italy. So it makes me feel, um, I don't know, cosmopolitan. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and also it, I recently wore it and, um, my husband really loved it. So I thought that was sweet. So it makes me feel good. 
Yeah. So it sounds like, you know, you chose the dress because it really helps you to connect with um, some of your femininity from like that divine feminine, as well as that freedom too, because you said it reminds me of pieces that you wear when you travel to Italy and to Spain. So there's that sense of a way to connect with yourself in a different way when you're traveling to those places than when you're here. So there's that the positive memory, there's that um, sense of freedom, that femininity, um, you know, describing the way that it feels too and how it's it's comfortable. And, you know, you also want to feel like you use the word cosmopolitan, so you want to feel a bit more chic and put together um, and that you love black as well. So are there other colors that you tend to gravitate towards? Because this isn't just black, like it's black, but it has like, is that yeah, a white and beige, I guess. Yeah, yeah, a really pretty like floral pattern. Um, that's it's the small, small in size in terms of the pattern. Mm. So it's not something that's like really bold and vibrant and crazy, mm. but it's still something that isn't just a solid color. You know, it's bringing in some, again, connecting those pieces of like mm. the femininity as well as that sense of freedom because when you think about like walking through different cities or even like more of the the rustic areas of Italy and Spain there there's so much beautiful floral like fields of flowers depending on where you are and I can see how you would have that connection to all of those ideas within that dress as well I hadn't considered it but you said something interesting with the patterns I Tend towards um, black as the base color with floral prints in some way, whether mm-hmm. they're large floral prints or a smaller. Um, so that's interesting. If I were to go through my closet right now, that's <laughs> that's probably three quarters of it. <laughs> interesting. So, do you tend to wear other colors aside from like predominantly black, or is black more of a, a go-to for you? Predominantly black. Um, with some pattern, usually black and white stripes. Um, what else? Maybe some yellow I'll throw in there. Um, but otherwise, usually the secondary, the other color is secondary in most of my okay. So when black is predominantly a base, you know, that can kind of go in different directions. But what you were mm-hmm. describing about, you know, black and white stripes or black predominantly with like floral patterns and mostly like neutrals as well, or like incorporating like a yellow that's Mm -hmm. definitely feeling more of like a classic style, Mm -hmm. like something that's timeless, right? Mm -hmm. Rather than um, something that's overly trendy or like Mm -hmm. just in the moment. It sounds like the pieces that you tend to gravitate towards are more um, versatile, like pieces that can, last for years rather than like you wear it once it's really memorable and then you're over it it's more like okay like I can wear this when I'm recording an episode I can wear this when I'm out on a date with my husband because he really likes it too and like that makes me feel sexy and strong and I like that Um, or I can wear it when I can travel again which is so exciting (laughs) this is also a talisman to get me onto a plane (laughs) love it yes like let's bring in that energy that all those healthy like safe travel vibes for sure so hearing all of that does that feel like it resonates with and to gravitate towards style absolutely nail on the head which is funny because i had downloaded your first um your questions from your website where you first started out and it was kind of daunting at first I was like I need to meditate on this I really need to try to figure this out um but basically in two minutes you describe my entire wardrobe (laughs) (laughs) it is the more classic style I like to think of everything really as like heirlooms or like I gravitate towards Mm -hmm. vintage pieces that could last a long time I always think of like passing it down or gifting it, but I'm not the type that's going to like go toward the trend to then give it away or throw it away. Yeah. Yeah. I I definitely, I love vintage pieces, like good vintage. It just, it like resonates with my soul in a different way. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I love to shop, but like (laughs) when I, Whenever I find like a good vintage store, I'm like, mm. 
oh, I just want all of it. Like it just, right. um, yeah, I feel like 60s, 70s and like a little bit of 80s stuff is where, uh, where I gravitate the most. Um, <laughs> vintage, yeah. but. I even found a 20s dress the other day. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, just send me a picture of it. I'd love to see it. <laughs> but that really, like you gravitating towards pieces from the 20s too. Again, like it's that classic, um, like elegant feminine vibe mm-hmm. that I feel like is really um, a beautiful way to describe your your style aesthetic. That's just right. well, very you. aligned. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. That's that's beautiful, and I could see how a person because it didn't take us very long to get there. But mm-hmm. if I had to describe my style myself to someone, I wouldn't have gotten there that fast. Yeah, and it's funny, like when we were talking about how that first phone call goes when I'm speaking with a client. Um, it's rare that I ever ask them about their style. And it's for exactly the reason that you just described where it's really hard for people to describe how they like to dress or what they like to wear and describe it in a way that um, is cohesive, right? Or like they might not know. They might be like, I like this top because it's comfortable. Right. Like <laughs> then even finding out like, okay, well, what does comfort, like, how is it comfortable? Is it the mm. cut of it? Is it the fabric? Like breaking all that down. That's, yeah. uh, that's what I do. And again, it's it's crazy. Also, it's, it's great. It's also so important to know because, um, I once did a post about me trying to go shopping because I was a dancer forever. So other people dress us and we don't really have ever developed our style. We're basically born in tights. Um, so I sometimes feel that when I go into a store, I'm thinking to myself, what would this character wear? (laughs) And to think of it in terms of like, oh, this character or myself actually loves this type of clothing for these reasons, because they make me feel like this or because they look in this way or because they're enduring that changes it. And then I feel like I wouldn't fall victim to, to fashion in other words, because Recently, with that whole, um, I don't know what generation they are, LMNOP um, TikTok <laughs> thing, where they were saying that us millennials um, wear certain clothes, right? The tight jeans and the tank top. Mm-hmm. And I was like, do I? And of course, I'm like going through my closet and I'm, I'm trying. And then I tried. This is how ridiculous I am. I actually tried to wear some of the more fashionable clothes of today or what the kids are wearing. And yeah. I was like, nope. <laughs> this is not me at all and that's okay like it's okay to know that about yourself and and the way that I like to compare clothes to um you know some I think it's it's really rare that there's one style of anything that is off limits for anyone right like the way that I kind of look at it is it's more like food okay mm-hmm. like if you tried pizza once Mm-hmm. And you were like, I hate this. I hate pizza. Like, it's not necessarily about the pizza. It's about right. that one pizza that you tried. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes it's about finding the right restaurant, finding the right mm-hmm. type of pizza. Like with clothes, it might be finding the right store, finding the right size, like the right style yeah. of that garment to help you to embrace it. And and you might just not like pizza. Like it could just be like, <laughs> tried a bunch of times. It is not for me, like, I don't like it. And that happens. But for the most part, I think, if it's something that you're like, but I really want to like pizza, then we just try to find the right restaurant. <laughs> like, I love how you zeroed in in that, um, on, into that subtlety, because you're right, because if not, we get stuck in our, you know, our uniform, especially yeah. as a mom, our mom uniform. So we're gonna wear our skinny jeans and our black v-neck shirts. And we're gonna just like live this way forever. But mm-hmm. it is worth trying the new pieces or the new things that come out and the new trends in a way that's that feels right for you yeah and if it's something that you want to do you know like if you're like no I'm not interested then it's fine like you can carry on your life no big deal but you know if it's something that appeals to you then yeah you know like allow yourself to experiment and to play and and try it out have fun yeah, exactly. Well, I'm, I'm so happy you came. We could probably continue talking forever, but I don't want to monopolize <laughs> your time. 
Um, and I do want everyone to learn more about your work. So if you could share with us where they can find you and what you're up to, that would be great. Absolutely. So Instagram is where I am the most active. Um, uh, my handle is Susan Padrone underscore stylist, um, as well as my blog, which is on my website, um, susanpadronestylist.com. And I also have a new book coming out, which I'm beyond excited about. <laughs> um, oh, it's a book fan. Yeah. It's, uh, it's available for pre-order now, and it'll be available where books are sold on June 15th. And the title of the book is, thank you. The title is, We Don't Do Just Okay Anymore. So Love it. Yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> well, thanks so much for being here and for sharing your wisdom with us. I know our listeners have gotten so much from this, so thanks again. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. <laughs> well, I hope we talk soon. I'll see yeah. you and I'll let you get on with your day. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Take care. And that was the Wild Wonder Podcast. I am so thankful that you're here with us. I just loved our conversation with Susan Padron. She's just a ray of sunshine. And I don't know about you. I got a lot out of that. Um, now I know exactly what my style is. Um, if you liked this episode, Please comment. Let us know what you liked about it. If you're listening to the audio version, please um, hit follow and leave us a review. Five stars, please. And if you're on YouTube, again, remember to subscribe and hit the little bell so you get alerts. This podcast is brought to you by our generous Patreon patrons. You can support us on patreon.com forward slash wild wonder. And you can visit us anytime at wearewildwonder.com. See you soon.